All right, happy Valentine's Day, wrestling fans. This is Aaron from the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast here with Mr. Two Chames for the Sunday Three Count. Two Chames, how's it going? Pretty good, buddy. And yourself? Uh, trying to keep warm. It's really cold here in the Midwest. I'm not <laughs> intending to leave my house this weekend if I can help it. You know, we have we have the fake code on the East Coast. So <laughs> <laughs> no reason for me to say anything. <laughs> no, I, I understand, man. We were out last night. We went to see um, How to Be Single, my wife and I. Right, right. How was that? I've I've seen a lot. I, I knew nothing about it, but a lot of uproar on social media about it, about it being really good, changes your life and everything. So how was it? <laughs> uh, it was very funny. Um, I I wasn't bored at all. It, there was a lot of a um, lot of good people in it. I like Rebel Wilson a lot. I always think she's mm-hmm. funny. Pitch Perfect movies are good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Johnson was good. Um, Anders from Workaholics has been steadily making a really solid movie career. He was also in um, the Intern with Robert De Niro and his Workaholics cohort. Adam Devine was in that too. So um, it was good. It, it definitely was tailored more towards the women than the men, but it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, but it was so cold last night, like chilled to the bone cold. I'm glad to be inside (laughs) now, man. Good Lord. Um, watched a lot of ring of honor today. We're going to talk about them on the back half of this, but just for fans that have not, um, been with us since we kind of switched to the new format on Sundays, we hit you with the three count, three quick wrestling topics to get you started with your week in wrestling. And then of course you can catch our Wednesday deep dive where we really get into everything and anything wrestling. Um, if you missed any past episodes, bgbgroup.tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R.com. And you can also catch us on Twitter at bgbgroup or on Facebook, facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Uh, Titus O'Neil, you mentioned, I was just re-listening to our last episode, uh, episode 59, I want to say. can't believe we've been going on that long. And you mentioned at the very end the whole Titus O'Neil thing that happened on the network after, uh, at the conclusion of the Daniel Bryan kind of retirement celebration, if, if you will, um, can you just walk fans through kind of what what you saw and then what has happened in the headlines as a result of that? Right, right. So, um, of course, after Daniel Bryan's retirement on Raw, um, there was another segment of about, let's say, Seven, ten minutes? I can't remember now. It's either seven or ten minutes or about 17 minutes. It was another good long segment on the WWE Network afterwards. And I mean, it was just to the point with, you know, looking at Daniel Bryan in the ring, you just didn't want to see him ever walk out. So, you know, I'm just I'm just looking for everything to say, like, you know, this may be our last moment of us seeing him in the ring. So I'm paying very close attention to everything. And I'm looking at a lot of kayfabe stuff going on, too, with um, people wearing other people's appeal and um, who's standing next to each other and stuff like that. I don't know. I just try to always try to make something out of nothing. But at but at the very very end, um, I believe uh, Triple No Vince McMahon was the first person to walk to walk. Um, yeah, him to get and ready Steph. To walk off. Yeah, yeah, him and Steph. I, and, and from what I was reading, which I'll come back to in a second, Vince was the first person to go, and I noticed that. When Vince was walking, the camera was kind of aimed towards outside the arena, but coming from inside the walkway. Vince McMahon had had this really awkward stumble as if he tripped over, not like his like his foot, but like maybe like a huge like cable or something. The way how he kind of like stumbled across. 
But then I noticed that Titus O'Neil came back around him and had this little smile on his face. So, like, me knowing myself and how I goof around with some coworkers and stuff, I was like, you know, this is a way I knew, like, Titus O'Neil must have tried to either grab him or try to, like, handshake or dap him or something like that. And that's what made him stumble. But this man had this look of disgust from when it happened. It's either, one, he wasn't hip to what was happening or just very discomfort of what happened. And I thought it was very funny because I just know, like, when people catch me off guard or something like that, like, you know, I don't take it personal or whatever. So I just thought it was funny to see that, like, out with other people's, like, something that happened to me happened to somebody else. So I, I talked about it in the last episode. I was like, hey, didn't y'all see, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. Anywho, the other day, you know, if I can get the exact day real quick. I want to say it came um, out on Tuesday, but maybe I'm incorrect there. Let's see. I'm right, I'm right up on that page. Um, the other day, I was just, you know, doing my runs on our Twitter page, seeing what's going on. And I see from a site, not sure if it was a credible site at the time, that, oh, yeah, this was uh, February 10th. What day was that? That uh, was Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And I seen that it said Tyus O'Neill, WWE suspends wrestler after grabbing Vince McMahon or Raw. And I'm like, wait, I know exactly what they're talking about, but I'm like, hold on. They're, they're, they're going to suspend him? And from looking at the tweet headline, then going into um, it going into the, the site that I originally had seen it at, he said they're just going to suspend him 90 days for this incident. And I'm like, no way. First of all, I didn't want to believe it at first because of the site it came about. And then because of the dynamics of what happened, I'm like, I just don't see this sufficing to being such, you know, such a huge and severe punishment. And yeah, 90 days is, what, three months? But this is WrestleMania season. Yeah. It's been it's huge. It's been reduced to 60 since then, but that's still going to keep them out of mania. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know... I don't know. I'll I'll let you pick up on it before I get back on it. I just know when I seen it and seen what happened, you know, I didn't, I just, I could have never imagined such a thing. Well, I I also noticed it because I ran and and grabbed the iPad and watched the post raw thing on the network and I noticed it too. And I was kind of like, oh, that was weird. You know, very little thing. Um, I I have two thoughts about this. Uh, Three, actually. First, I feel really bad for Titus because. He probably would have ended up in the Andre Battle Royal, but hey, I I never mind seeing Titus live, you know. Plus, I'm going to a house show in about three four weeks here, and he could have been on that part of the tour. It would have been nice to see him there too. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. I feel bad for him though because he's been getting kind of a little singles push, and you know this could have been a nice little step in that direction. Being on Mania um, is what it is. Secondly, though, um, I feel like WWE and Vince McMahon bring more attention to the incident by doing a public suspension rather than just, you know, handling it internally backstage. Exactly. Especially when you're short on guys. Like, why take another widely known talent off of TV and off of the road? That doesn't necessarily make sense for an incident that appeared to be very minor. Um, But third, Titus has no one to blame but himself, in my opinion, because this segment and the the moment – belonged to Daniel Bryan, and he brought attention upon himself in that moment, for better or for worse. Maybe he didn't know the cameras were still rolling, but nevertheless, you know, they call it professional wrestling because you have to be professional. And unfortunately, he's paying a consequence. I read a report that 
there's been a lot of kind of goofing off shenanigans amongst the talent in WWE, and they're kind of making an example out of Titus, which, if that's true, I don't know if it is or not, is unfortunate. But those are kind of my main thoughts about the whole thing. Um, I know you were pretty upset when the news came out. Right, right. Very big fan of the guy. Um, like I've always said, in the ring, around the ring, and out outside the ring, social media, um, in public, everything. He touch. He he seems to get his hand um, wherever he can. So I think that's a you know that's a a great way to build yourself as a superstar. With you know a lot of he hasn't even reached his peak within you know um, within the ring. He's still d- doing a lot outside and i think you know that just shows the showmanship of, of character because of the fact that he he doesn't entirely need to be a successful superstar in order to be a successful person with the you know the type of um light that he brings to it but yeah of course very upset um i'm not even about to pull a stephen a smith here and say anything like <laughs> has it do anything with racism or anything it happened during but, february right right <laughs> and, that's, and that's what i said i was just like you know but of course it has nothing to do with that but but my my aspect of that is, of course, now that this has been him to participate in di- in different, you know, um, assemblies or promotional tours that may be catered to Black History Month, which he which does I, a lot of, right? Like you you think any month or whatever the celebration or um, whatever it may be of that month or that time, he's a part of it. He's part of you know when they do any type of um, foreign country tour any type of um, awareness, he's part of it all. You always see his face. Um, he's part of a lot of the new um, original material. Like, he's everywhere. He's a, he's a stand-up guy. You know, he was at the Super Bowl. Not that, you know, that had anything to do with the WWE, but outside of everything you do, he still finds his way to be out in public making a difference. I think it was yeah. there last year at the Super Bowl, too. Like, he gets to do a lot of cool stuff. Right, right. Um he then, and and another another thing that I want to think about too is uh, with Darren Young, whatever's happening with him, um, Tyson Neal still decides to take many different roles within the ring, despite his typical tag team partner's role, where he tags with somebody else, and they, you know they make it work, and you know even if he's jobbing or whatever it may be, he still goes out there and he performs. And I think you you gotta you gotta give him you know praise for that yeah. for sure. But um, the the other report that I heard was that um, Titus did this because he told Vince McMahon, "Ladies first. Let Stephanie go first. So he tried first. to pull him in, to let Stephanie go. So, you know, whatever it may be, you know, Vince McMahon may be high sprung and he, he doesn't want to hear that. And that could be true. Or, you know, like I said, it could be a lot of playing going around. It's hard to not want to play around. You have people like the New Day and Team Bad fooling around all the time. Yeah. So. Well, and you have um, yeah. you have reports also of Batista kind of speaking up on his behalf and just telling him, you know, you should just ask for your release and go work somewhere else. Because, like, if you put Titus in, like, a TNA or an ROH, I guarantee you he's going to be one of the upper guys within six months. It's just his charisma no alone. Question. Like, think of him and Moose as, like, a tag team in ROH. That would be that. sweet. Um, yeah, like... It, I guess it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, hopefully, maybe they'll reduce the suspension further or maybe, I don't know. I guess once you put it out there, it kind of is what it is. They announced it publicly, but it kind of stinks. 
I guess we'll um we'll just move on to the next topic, which was um mm-hmm. the AJ Styles and Chris Jericho feud. We had the second match of theirs what what appears to kind of be a triad of matches because now they're each one a piece here. Um so there's a must be a rubber match coming at Fastlane. Um they tagged together against the social outcasts at the beginning of SmackDown, and then we closed SmackDown this week with a really great um match between Jericho and Styles and uh, Jericho ended up hitting the code breaker and pinning him at the end. Um, very great action. Uh, very great commentary. I wish Mauro Ronaldo was um, more featured on the pay-per-views, but maybe that's going to come with time as he kind of ingratiates himself into the company. We had some, uh, some interaction with him about that match on Twitter, which was really cool. If you check out yeah. our Twitter at BGB group, um, I guess um you said you had some thoughts about this feud, specifically Chris Jericho, so I'm going to give it to you here to start off. I guess um, the, uh, uh, my original thought was, I'm not, I'm not sure which one of the, our team members uh, brought this up, that you kind of look at AJ Styles as young Chris Jericho. Never once have I ever seen that similarity, but the more and more I look at it, it's totally true. And then I think, well, typically – when you have two people that kind of favor the same type of character, it doesn't work in the case of Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler, where, you know, you put them together right away and it totally blew up in everybody's face. It didn't work. So upon um, somebody saying that, putting that thought in my head and then seeing them actually work together, I'm like, you know, this is this is going to work. I hope this is strictly towards fast lane and the end of it. But Chris Jericho can still go in the ring. I didn't get that good impression during the Royal Rumble, but these matches that he's been putting up on SmackDown have been nothing less than pay-per-view quality. I agree. And I just don't know, you know, I, it's good to see it, no no question, but I'm like, you know, are you really wasting this type of match caliber on SmackDown nonetheless? So anyway, I'm, I'm completely um, so on this feud. It works. Um, you getting AJ Styles over, <laughs> or is Chris Jericho, <laughs> or is Chris Jericho said in his tweet? <laughs> he said, "If he wins, he's burying Young Tyler, and if he loses, he's a jobber." <laughs> he told somebody to get a life. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, he's definitely helping AJ for sure. Um, I'm not sure if you totally want to, if if you totally would consider this putting him on on his back to like you know show him the ropes of the WWE. But either way. Um, he's totally helping AJ. I'm hearing the crowd pop from, you know, SmackDown. I like to say it's more oriented towards family. And the crowd, all ages, the young kids I see around the front of the of the rings are popping for him. Nonetheless, everybody's sold on these matches. Like, the type of uproar I heard after the match was like, I haven't heard something like that on SmackDown since I don't know when. So, I'm very excited about this view. I'm not sure how long it's going to go. It doesn't have, um, you know, too much backstory to it, nonetheless. But it has great promos and, you know, short and nice to to the point. And the smoke, the social media presence of Chris Jericho is definitely helping it and making it exciting too. So I'm definitely all for it. Well, it's a very it's a very simple story. It's um, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Let's find out yeah. who's better. And yeah. Jericho's starting to get a little bit of uh, of grit in his teeth, which I like. He's not just coming out and popping the crowd. I think the appeal of it is just, you know, that we're getting AJ Styles introduced to this big audience. Because you and I watched enough TNA in New Japan. We know who the guy is. But 
a lot of kids don't. Um, I like I actually like that they're featuring their matches almost exclusively now on SmackDown because it becomes more of a destination. Like I've watched more SmackDown in the last couple of weeks than I have in the past couple of months. So this, they must be doing something right if we're paying attention to it. Um, I think the, I think this was always the plan to build to a rubber match at Fastlane. I think AJ Styles goes over. I think he has to. And then maybe Jericho turns a little more heelish. Um, I, I don't know what in the world they plan to do with Jericho or AJ Styles, but I don't see them wrestling again because I don't know how you, after the third rubber match there, how you stretch that out to Mania, which is like six weeks after Fastlane. So right. I think that'll be the end of it at Fastlane, um, but I think they'll both be better for it. I know Jericho's sticking around till the pay-per-view after Mania, so I think he's got another little program in him. It'd be nice to see him touch boots with the New Day again. I like the stuff they were doing when he came back to the company recently. Um, yeah. But I think it's I think it's good. They're also, what I noticed in that match, they're starting to get over what they're calling the calf crusher. It's not called the calf killer anymore. Yeah. AJ submission move. They're starting to get that over and established. So now he has, you know, a suplex finish in the styles clash. And now the calf crusher is a submission. Um, it's yeah. just great. I, I look for him to have a great 2016 and, um, I really want to see him wrestle John Cena when he's healthy. I really, <laughs> I really, really do. I also think him and Randy Orton could have some good stuff in the ring. Oh, yeah. I mean, AJ Styles is a creative player on your WWE 2K16 game. And not that he's in your soul and you got his music and everything set on the game. You just wanted this make a go against everybody just because you have the possibility to do it. But hello, people. This is real life now. <laughs> like they said, the hottest free agent. You possibilities is unlimited right now. Who he can feud against, what belt he can hold. You know the type of promos he he can do because I just can't wait the fact to see somebody of his caliber be able to be up top and just talk and cut indie promos all day and like have realistic like implications like what Kevin Owens about anything about how I could lead this company and go to New Japan like who knows like I, I just feel like this is the this is just opening doors for so much more type of work. And, and and different style of things to come. You're absolutely you know? right. I mean, what what's great about WWE right now between WWE's <laughs> roster and then the NXT roster is that while you have all these big names out, the amount of talent that company has right now far surpasses what they've had in the past 10 years. There's so much talent and there's so much young talent, more importantly. And they're, they're putting a point now coming up with WrestleMania where they're going to be po- forced to push guys that they weren't planning on because the normal guys they they kind of crutch on are out. And it's going to be great to see who gets a rub here kind of in the first half of 2016. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of talent, so I watched a lot of Ring of Honor TV. I, I kind of fell off the wagon after Final Battle, hadn't watched um, it all, a lot of Ring of Honor TV. It doesn't help that they kind of lost their deal with Destination America, and now they're on Comet TV which yeah. is not a channel I get. But fortunately, they put their episodes uh, for free. They're up for one week before they put the next one up on ROHWrestling.com, their official mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. So I caught the last two episodes of ROH TV, and they've been building to the February um, 14th anniversary pay-per-view in Vegas. And I want to run the card by you. Just, it's, I think it's going to be a really great show. I think it's the last Friday of the month. So in the main event, you've got um, 
Triple threat for the world championship, champion Jay Lethal versus Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That's going to be awesome. They've kind of been starting to build that on TV. And you wonder – actually, let me get back to that. I don't want to talk about that too much just yet. You have the tag straps, uh, All Night Express versus War- the Champions War Machine. You have a lot of New Japan guys coming in for this show. You have Ishii versus Goto. Mm-hmm. You have uh, IWGP heavyweight champion Okada versus our boy Moose. Mm-hmm. Michael Elgin and Tanahashi are tagging against the Briscoes. They kind of they're acting like Tanahashi and Elgin are going to be like an established tag team moving forward. Because you have to think Tanahashi's kind of done with the main event in New Japan now that Okada finally beat him at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Alex Shelley versus Chris Daniels. I'm not really sure where. Um, Oh gosh, what was what's Daniel's tag team partner? Um, why am I blanking on this? Um, well, it's not like we have a wrestling podcast or anything. <laughs> what's his name? Gosh, why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, it's the addiction. It's it's Daniel's addiction. Daniel's and um, uh, oh, uh, 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 Frankie. Yeah, Kazarian. Thank you. Yeah, yep. I don't know where Kazarian's at if he's just hurt right now, but they have Daniels working singles here. Um, and then also you have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega coming in, the Bullet Club, versus um, Kushida, ACH, and Matt Seidel in the six-man. Also scheduled to appear, it says, Dalton Castle with the boys. Uh, Roddy Strong, who I believe will probably end up working against um, Bobby Fish for the TV title. And um, I think it's going to be a really great show. I'm actually really excited about it now, kind of leading into us attending the TV tapings in April uh, uh-huh. in Dallas. So what I wanted to ask you um, – oh, by the way, Adam Page turned on um, BJ Whitmer. He's kind of siding with Steve Carino in this very long yeah. feud with Carino and Colby Carino, who he got beat down again like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think Jay Lethal's dropping that strap anytime soon, do you? No. <laughs> it seems like he's yeah. he's kind of the linchpin, especially now that they're running more shows kind of co-branding with New Japan over in Japan. They have the Honor Rising shows coming up, I believe, next week. I don't think he's dropping that strap anytime soon. Um, yeah, um, and, and even if I knew any nothing that was going on, he just got a contract re-signed. Three years, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want me to stay? Let me be decorated a little bit longer. I'm sure that had to be in the argument somewhere, you know? I just don't know what else is better in that company right now than Truth Martini with Jay Lethal. It's the best thing. Yeah. Although Dalton Castle is one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no. So let me ask you this. When it comes time for Jay Lethal to drop the strap, whether it's just for a little bit and then he picks it back up again later or whatever, who's the guy that's going to be the next Ring of Honor champion? Do you see anybody kind of on the horizon that would be in that spot on the horizon yeah that's currently signed or a part of ring of honor like who would be who's going to take the strap off of him i don't know it's it's always interesting with the whole new japan um with the whole new japan deal that they got i would love to see one of those guys get it just to make things a little bit more interesting but currently just on the already roster uh, unless it's strong, I have no idea. 
Yeah, I could see Roddy maybe. They they already kind of had their big feud last summer and fall. You guys got to see the hour-long Broadway in uh, Baltimore. Right. Um, the only guy I'm like, maybe Moose, if they seem like they're not quite ready to go there with him just yet. Um, maybe Kenny Omega, if, if he's going to be there more consistently as kind of the fill-in for AJ Styles. That- but that, you know, that I could totally see. I wonder if they're going to build to uh, – they're doing a pay-per-view the night we're at TakeOver Dallas. Um, we're going to the TV tapings the day after that pay-per-view. It's um, Supercard of Honor 10. I wonder if we're going to see Lethal versus Adam Cole in a singles for the title there. Adam Cole, I believe he also extended his deal recently. He's back from injury now. The kingdom yeah. has broken up. He's a babyface. I wonder if you see Adam Cole get a run with it because he's only in his like early to mid twenties. I think maybe he's twenty six. Right. I think he might have a run with it at some point. And I do. And he said this uh, on a podcast I listened to recently. He wants to sign with WWE. It's not a matter of if, but when, because he's so good. You wonder if he gets a run with it at some point. Yeah, because now that I think about it, what uh, Rogers Roddy Strong like. <laughs> You're basically making him the new um, Jay Lethal by giving him both belts, you know. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can like that. I I do like Adam Cole. I think I think Sellers is a big fan of his. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, um, definitely great work from what I've seen, you know, in person and what I watch. But yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's always. I haven't really studied all which is creative and, you know, their mishaps or whatever. But, yes, it makes sense. You have a young guy that's fresh. Why not? And furthermore, I feel like the Young Bucks need to have not only the junior (laughs) IWGP tag belts, but they need to get the ROH belts sooner than later. (laughs) I just – I love War Machine, but I don't find them as interesting as a lot of folks do. And they're currently the champions. Um I don't think All Night Express is going to take the belts off of them. I wonder if we're going to get uh, them versus the Young Bucks for the titles in Dallas at the next ROH pay-per-view. Um, it'll be really cool to watch, though. I'm excited for this show. I'm going to go out of my way to catch that that weekend, um, the last weekend yeah. of February here. Um, well, that's the three count, man. We did it. Good job. Yeah. 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 So we'll hit them with, uh, with the Wednesday deep dive. And we actually, on the deep dive this week... We have to preview WWE Fastlane because it's coming up one week from today. I know who wins every day. Well, of course Eva you Marie, do. It's why Marie, the people listen. Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eva Marie wins everything. Wait, what'd you say? Story. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. She well, obviously, um, she wins everything. I think the thing we're gonna have to look for talking about again. I know we kind of touched on this in last week's deep dive. Are they going to go with Roman Reigns? It seems like they are, but would it be the best interest considering we need to get a babyface reaction here at WrestleMania? Well, like I said, if it's by the book like they always do, Roman Reigns. But, man, if he doesn't win it, I will be – my excitement level will go from probably like an 8 to like a 15. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm for. <sighs> Uh, you know how D-Wayne's got the whole Cena Monster Files segment? Yeah. I want to start a segment maybe this week called Why I Hate Roman Reigns because I have a lot, <laughs> I have a lot I, of reasons. Please, please, please hold out on that until after WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> you know I what? You're right. I'll you, know give... what? you know what? I think 
that is you should premiere it when we do our first live review or live episode. We are going to be recording live from Dallas. We're going to have, gosh, we're going to we're going to record a lot of content that weekend. It's going to be great. Um, you know what? I'll hold off on my Roman Reigns talk. We can talk more on Wednesday. But yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll give the fella a chance. But he's not doing himself, nor is creative doing him any favors with me uh, currently. But you know what? I wonder if last week was all about building up Dean Ambrose. I think you're going to see Roman Reigns highlighted a lot um, tomorrow night on Raw. So yeah, oh boy, yeah, I think. As if, as if they're trying to, like, psych us out about yes. who. Yeah, I got you. Yes. No. Yes. No. Well, let's not let's not step on the toes too much of our Wednesday deep right, dive. But right, um, right. thank you for listening to the Sunday 3 Count. BGBgroup.tumblr.com, at BGBgroup on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. And for 2 Chains, this is Aaron. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Respect, cause ain't nobody breaking